0: Hey, hey, a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds with the right plan and mindset anything is possible. I'm Jennifer Dawn, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. Oh, my voice sounds a little bit gravelly. You know why? Because it's like five in the morning and I woke up this morning with just this information coming to me and I call it a download and anytime I get a download it's just like this burst of information that comes to me and I'm like ah I gotta get this I gotta sit put my butt in the chair and I've got to get on the show and record this episode while all this information is like super super fresh and so here I am with a little bit of a gravelly voice and let's do this so the topic of today's show is why you suck at being happy. And today I'm going to share five reasons why not just not just you, but all of us suck at being happy. Because being happy seems to be one of the things that elude so many human beings on this planet. Happiness, just especially in America, I think that it seems to be this great elusive thing that we often might feel like we're chasing, but we can never really wrap our hands around. And I want to help us to be happier. Obviously, the name of my show is Happy Productive. And what is that really about? Well, it's about being happy in the now, in the, in the right now, in our present circumstances, wherever we're at being happy now, and then from that happy place, making the most of our time, being productive, right? That's where the name happy productive actually comes from. And in my work, I absolutely love helping more people to manage their time, be more productive, achieve their goals. I love this space. I love this work. I love doing it for myself. And that's why in this space, I see So many people, you know, trying to achieve goals and then missing the mark or not being as happy as they want to be. And when you are not as happy as you want to be, it just kind of can feel like a stone or a weight or a heaviness in your heart. Life can start to feel like a drag. It can just feel really, really heavy and like it's not fun. And like, what is the point of all of this when we're not experiencing? Joy, bliss, happiness, contentment, satisfaction, like all of those things. so here's some of the mistakes or I'm going to give you five things today um, that are some of the biggest mistakes that I made and that I still be I still see being made out there in the world, so <laughs> let's dive in. Mistake number one of why you suck at being happy. You're giving your power away. Okay, so when you are out there achieving your goals, and I love achieving goals, I absolutely do. It's part of the work that I do, it's part of my mission and purpose and passion is helping other people to meet their goals. But while you're out there trying to meet your goal, we make the mistake of thinking, if I achieve that or if I get that, then I'll be happy. So I can't really be happy until I, you know, lose the weight, get more fit, have more money, buy the new car, like whatever that is for us, you know, have the partner, right? I'm single, I don't have a partner, so I can't be happy until I get the partner. Well, what happens is that we end up putting our power on that thing, we give away our power. We give it to whatever it is that we're chasing, the money, the weight loss, the partner, the new car, right? We give our power to those things. And now those things have our power. So if we don't have them, we can't be happy because that thing has our power. We don't have it anymore. We've given it away. Then if we get that thing, we might be happy for a little while, but then we find out, wait a second, that actually didn't make me happy long term. You may have experienced this if you have like, oh my gosh, I just want this new car. And when I get this new car, it's going to change everything and my whole life is going to be perfect. And then you get the new car and for a little while, you're happier. And then after a while, you realize it's just a car and you're still left with your miserable self. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, the car didn't fix that. So now I've got to go chase something else. I've got to go after something else that I think on the outside is going to make me happy on the inside. And then we stay stuck in this loop of just chasing, chasing, chasing our goals. And we never really find that happiness that we're seeking. So whatever we've projected out into the world that we think will make us happy now has our power. And guess what? If we get it and we're happier for a little while, then what happens if we lose it? What if we lose the weight? Uh, okay, great. We're happy for a little while. But what if we gain it back? <laughs> there goes our happiness with it, right? So we never, ever want to put our power on these external things and expect them to make us happy instead we want to take that power back and you might be asking well jennifer okay that sounds great but how how do i take back my power and not project it out and give it away to external things well the easiest way to do that is number two you practice gratitude now hear me out for a second you've got to practice real gratitude meaning that you are truly grateful for the things that you already have in your life. Meaning, let's say you want that new car, great. Well, the scratched up, beat up, dented up, whatever vehicle that you're currently driving is doing its job. It's getting you from point A to point B. That's really the purpose of a car is to get you from point A to point B. And right now that vehicle is probably doing its job. But maybe you're just not as cool as you want to be or whatever that is, you know, causing you to want that new car and look, I don't care that you want the new car. I think it's great to have the new car and I want to help you get the new car but not lose your happiness in the process. Okay, so the way that we take back our power is we start to practice gratitude. We start to be grateful for the things that we already have that we want. For example, let's say that um, if you sat down and you made a list of the things in your life that you already have that you want, Well, um, I have a car, and I'm going to be grateful for that car. I have some money, and I'm going to be grateful for the money that I already have. And I want, right? We want the car. We want the money. Great. So I'm going to be grateful for what I already have. Um, My body, the current state of my body, I'm really grateful for the things that my body can do. There are a lot of people with bodies that can't do the things that my body can do, even if maybe it weighs a little bit more than I want it to weigh right? So we just sit down and we start to get real with ourselves of, well, what do we already have that we want? Do you have a place to live? Do you have people in your life that you love? Do you have a body that still functions? You're not dead, so it must still do something. Do you have a body that functions? Do you have a career that you love? Do you have a business that you love? So what do you have right now that you actually want? Now, be grateful for it, because it could all go away. And for a lot of people, they don't have those things. So what if we could just start to truly, in our hearts, be grateful for what we already have? Well, when you do this, you're going to feel better. You're going to find that, oh my gosh, I'm not as unhappy as I thought, because I actually have a lot of things. And there are a lot of beautiful, amazing things in this world to be grateful for. So what happens is that now we've started, we've stopped putting our power and giving our power away. We've taken our power back. We start to be grateful for the things in life that we already have. And guess what? You're going to naturally start to be happier. Not like I'm faking happiness, but for real happiness when you start to be grateful for what you have. Okay, so we're already uh, sucking a little bit less at being happy here because we stopped giving away our power. We're starting to be grateful for what we already have. When we're in this state, our emotions, our emotional state is going to increase. We're gonna start to just feel our natural happiness, joy. It's just gonna naturally start to be there. You won't have to work for it. It's just gonna like be there. Now, from this place, This is where we want to set our goals from. We want to set our goals from a place of abundance, not a place of lack and desperation. So we expand what we already have. When we're grateful, for the you know the crappy car that gets us where we where we want to go and we're grateful for it now we expand from that place well wouldn't it be wonderful if i had a newer car because i'd love to drive a newer car but that newer car i don't really absolutely need it to be happy but it would be a nice expansion From the place I'm already at, of where I'm already grateful. Okay, guys, there's a, there's, it's subtle, but it's a huge difference when we set our goals. To set goals from a place of abundance and power and gratitude, meaning that we're grateful for what we already have. Now we're going to expand it further. And our goals now become an expansion of our joy, of our happiness, instead of oh my God, I have to achieve this goal and it's coming from fear and desperation and lack. And if I don't get it, I'm never going to be happy and I'm going to be miserable. And then I'm going to beat myself up all the way to the, the, the finish line. I'm going to punish myself and I'm going to make it happen. And then you do and you're like, uh-oh, this actually didn't really make me happy. Okay. So when you start to now set goals from a place of abundance, you've taken back your power, you're super grateful. Well, what happens is that you have stopped being a victim. Number three of why you suck at being happy is because we stay in this victim mode, this victim mindset and mentality. When you are in a victim mindset, you will feel powerless. You will feel like life is out of control, like life is happening to you. What is the point, right? Because I don't have any control over this. I can't control all these circumstances. And you might find yourself making a lot of excuses and justifications and reasons of why you can't be happy. Well, my mommy didn't give me this. My daddy didn't give me that. My husband, my wife, my my job, my whatever, right? And all of these things are reasons why you can't be happy. And you might find that you're blaming a lot of things. And sometimes these reasons and excuses and these justifications will seem perfectly perfectly legitimate. And in our mind and in our reasoning, we make them very logical and very sound. And the truth of the matter is that you're stuck in victim mindset and it's bullshit. It's a bullshit story that you keep telling yourself and you keep yourself in this victim mindset and it is absolutely one of the reasons why you can't ever seem to find happiness. So we've got to step out of this victim mindset. We've got to stop making excuses. We've got to stop stop arguing for our own limitations. And when you stop doing this, you're gonna realize that life is actually here and it's working for you. The universe, it has your back if you will let it you absolutely do have control over your own reality. Your reality is basically a story that you tell yourself. And if you're telling yourself a crappy story, that will become your reality. Now, I'm not saying that we can control every physical thing that happens in this life. There are going to be things that are bad. There are going to be things that suck. There are going to be things that are not fun. However, When you experience those things as a victim, they can be soul-crushing and they can break you. When you experience those things as a victor, you can learn from them, you can grow from them, and those things that happen will actually make you stronger. So now, instead of breaking you, they make you unbreakable, but only when you step outside of that victim mindset. Now, when you stop being a victim and when you stop making all of these excuses and justifications, you're going to find that there's going to be some stuff that 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 just comes up. There's going to be some stuff. And when that stuff comes up, it is imperative that you heal your crap. This is number four of why you suck at being happy because you're not healing your crap. Now, when you're in a victim mindset, when you're not practicing gratitude, when you've given your power to all of these external things, it's nearly impossible to heal your crap, which is why you've got to take back your power, start practicing gratitude for the things that you already have, step out of that victim mindset, and now you're in control. And now you are in a place to heal your crap. And when I talk about your crap, I'm talking about our pain. We all have pain, all of us. Nobody gets through this life unscathed in some way. And folks who are just like, nope, not me, um, might be practicing a little bit of denial where they've just pushed it down so far that they just can't feel it anymore. But nobody gets out of this life unscathed in some way. The way that you know that you're hitting some of that crap is like, it'll be like a soft spot. And when I say a soft spot, I mean that somebody will say something, something will happen and it will like internalize and you will feel it in your body and you will feel anger. You will feel sadness. You will feel depression. You will feel frustration. You will feel a powerful emotion when that soft spot gets, gets hit you'll feel it, and you might lash out, you might wanna run away, you get into a fight and you get in your car and you you drive away, right? Well, guess what? That's your crap getting hit and you not being able to deal with it, and so you react, and this happens to all of us that we will react, and when we react, we will react by fight, flight, or freeze. Fight, we lash out, we say something mean in anger, flight we jump in our car and we run away or we storm out of the room and we slam the door freeze that's where we shut down we go numb we do nothing depression a lot of depression comes from like that frozen state and that's how we react it's a normal reaction we can't not react we that's how we're wired we are wired to react in some way however because because we haven't done the work to heal our crap these reactions will continue to happen When we heal it at the source, we will react in a different way. We will be able to handle all of the people, places, and things that come at us in different ways. We will be able to handle it from a place of power. And I'm talking about our personal power, you guys, not being a dick to somebody. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about controlling another person or being mean or shaming them. That is not real power. That is somebody who has not healed their crap and they think that power is about, you know, being mean to other people and lashing out. Your true personal power, it comes from kindness, empathy, compassion. When you've done the work on yourself, now you're in a place to actually help other people because you have helped yourself. So that's the kind of power that I'm talking about. And when you face your pain and you go through it, instead of avoiding it, distracting yourself from it, or just shoving it down and, and not paying attention to it, then that's when your real power comes from is that being able to face this stuff and what happens is that as we go through life and these things happen and we don't know how to process our emotions we don't know how to go at the pain because we're not taught so it's not really our fault but if you're listening to this well guess what now you're starting to learn how to actually go at this stuff which you absolutely can do and when you start to go at this stuff you actually start to heal it and you start to see this is just a lot of bad thinking and repressed energy that I have shoved down and avoided and distracted. And think of it almost like layers, right? Every time we don't process our emotions or we wanna deal with something or we feel uncomfortable and we wanna avoid it, avoid it, it like gets just sort of shoved down. And so think of it like a little layer and then it happens again. And then we put another little layer and we, we hold it back. We literally like use our power to like push all this stuff away and not deal with it. And so then another layer and another layer. And for many of us, we will go through years and years and years and even decades of our lifetime pushing this stuff down, not dealing with it. So when you think about all those layers that just get piled up, well, guess what? Your happiness, it's like a little ball of joy underneath all of those layers. And of course, you're not gonna be happy because you're carrying the weight of all these layers along with you day after day after day. But when you start to process your emotions and face the pain and, and deal with these things that hurt, then they heal and the layers peel away like an onion. And guess what? What's left is your joy. It's your happiness. It's right there. And it will just naturally be there. You won't have to work for, for it. It actually just happens because that's what's left. That's what's left when we peel back the layers. This is the reason. This was the inspiration for me creating my journal called Best Journal Ever. And in the journal, it's not like your ordinary journal where you, you know, people think of journaling and you're gonna write down, here's what happened to me today, and then it gets stored away in a basement full with boxes of all the journals of my whole life. Okay great. That's not this kind of journal. In this journal, it is a safe space where you can release all of your emotional crap, all that toxic junk that keeps us stuck. So, in the journal, you actually, when you hit, have a soft spot, right? That gets hit, and you're feeling emotion. You sit down and you just journal it out on the paper, and you let her rip. And if you have the courage to really go for it and say the things that we're, you know, not allowed to say out loud, or we shouldn't be saying, um, or that we are really and truly feeling, and I mean, let it rip! Like, go for it. You can be petty. You can be judgmental. You can you can curse. You can name drop. You can do whatever you're gonna do, right? You can just get in there and go for it. And then the difference here is that this is a journal that nobody is going to ever read again, including you. So you rip the paper out, you tear it up, you burn it, you flush it, you throw it in the trash, and you let it go. So Best Journal Ever is the tool that I created to help people process through this emotions and guess what it doesn't cost anything to do this um, sure you could buy a journal or get a notepad like you don't even have to buy anything to make this happen to do this exercise you just sit down and you just start just dumping it out onto the paper so you give this stuff someplace to go now I'm not talking about that you're going to sit with it and you're going to go, oh, look at all these terrible things that have happened to me and now I'm going to write about it and woe is me because now we're just being in victim mindset. The difference is that we're healing. We're setting our intention to let this stuff go. So when we write it out on the paper, we are using our power to now let this stuff go and then we rip it up and it feels very, very healing, you guys, to just rip up the paper and let this stuff go and take back our power and heal our crap. If you have a lot of stuff in there, it might take a while. You may need to do this exercise every day for three months. You may need to do this exercise once or twice and then you start feeling better. You'll find out that when you do this exercise, when you're upset and you just start dumping it out all on paper and you keep going, like keep writing 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, go for however long you need to write, Um, Eventually, you'll start to feel a shift, and you'll see that thing that you were so angry about, so mad about. You'll feel this shift start to happen where you almost will start to feel grateful, or you'll see the lesson, you'll see the greater wisdom. Why? Because you've cleaned out those top layers of junk, and now you can get to the deeper layers, which is where your wisdom, your joy, your happiness lie, uh, your growth, your personal power, where all those things lie. But we've got to clear out that top layer of crap. And so we've got to heal it and get rid of it. And then when we do, as you start to write, you're going to start to feel the shift, and you'll feel the insight. And you'll be like, oh, Now I get it. Now I see why this thing happened. Now I see within myself what I need to work on, what I need to heal. Often the thing that we're so mad at another person about is really a reflection of what's going on in ourselves that we need to heal. In my coaching practice, I call this the truth mirror. We have to look in the truth mirror. And when we can find the truth of it, now we can do something about it. Now we can heal it. Um, This one of the thing one of the ways I use the truth mirror was with my husband when he would micromanage me. And so he would basically remind me about something and say, oh, Jen, hey, don't forget to you know, buy dog food. Okay, fine. And he would remind me and I would get angry and I would just be like, okay, fine, you know, stop micromanaging me. I would get so mad. And so one day I decided to look in the truth mirror and I said, all right, let me reflect this back on myself. So I'm so angry with my husband because he micromanages me. So I reflected this back to myself. I'm so angry at me because I micromanage me. And then you have to sit with it. And I sat with it and I asked myself, can I find any truth in this? Oh yeah, I can find truth in this because I micromanage me. I am hard on myself. I set a high bar for myself. I expect to get a lot of things done in a day. So when my husband reminds me of something, it just feels like the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's not the fact that he's being a helpful husband and trying to be helpful and remind me of something. It's because I'm actually micromanaging myself and being so hard on myself that the moment he reminds me of something, it feels like too much. And the truth of that really helped to set me free because I'm like, oh, you know what? I need to just stop being so hard on myself. And when I did, then when my husband reminds me of something, I can be grateful and I can say, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me and reminding me. But I had to look in the truth mirror. Okay. And so when we do these kinds of practices where we deal with our emotions, we set our intention to journal it out, to heal, now we are healing our crap. Now, this cannot be fun work, okay? This cannot be fun. And this leads us to number five of why we suck at being happy is because we will not do the hard work. When we have to look in the, in the truth mirror, that is hard work. When we have to face our emotions and, and face our pain and sit down and do a journaling exercise to really deal with it that can be hard. It can be hard and fear like pops up and we are afraid and we don't want to deal with it. And it's just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Right. So that puts us right back in victim mode. Right. And then it's like, why is this happening to me? And why is everything terrible in my life? And now we're a victim and now we're not practicing our gratitude. And oh, if this thing could just happen for me, then I would be so happy. And now we're right back to number one, we've given away our power and we're just sitting there with our miserable selves, okay? (laughs) So you see how all these things really add up to why we suck at being happy? Because we give away our power then we don't practice gratitude, then we stay in victim mindset, we avoid healing our crap, and then we're unwilling to do the hard work to, to get through these things. So that's why this is number five, do the hard work. Guys, happiness lives at the other end of hard. When you do the work to lean into and face your pain, to look around and actually practice gratitude, to stop giving away your power, um, you will find that that's where your happiness is hanging out. If you've ever done something really challenging in your life, okay, think about it. You landed that big project. You signed up for a 5K and you did the race, right? Anytime you lost the weight, okay, you earned the money, right? Anytime you ever did something hard, at the other end of it, you felt really good. You you felt satisfied, you felt fulfilled, right, when you absolutely finished versus you dropped the ball, you made a lot of excuses, you stayed in victim mode, you didn't finish, you didn't finish that course that you you signed up for, right? So because you didn't finish it, now you don't have the confidence, you don't feel as confident, you don't feel as good about yourself, you start beating yourself up and this whole process continues. This is why in our unbreakable retreats, we combine a Spartan race with business and life coaching. So, Unbreakable Retreats actually came from my experience of being out of the cor- out on the course and doing Spartan races. Where a couple years ago, I decided I was going to do a Spartan race. I had committed to do three in the year, and I ended up doing twelve. And what happened was that my business revenues tripled because my mindset, my my determination, uh, my strength, my power, just. Magnified because I was out on the Spartan courses doing these really hard things. And when I did a hard thing, and guys, I was not perfect, I am not a super fit athlete. I'm not a super fit athlete at all. I was probably one of the slowest people out there, but I was still out there. That's what matters. I was still out there and I was doing these hard things. And when I would do things that I didn't think I could do, but then I tried and then I did better than I thought I could do, it developed mental toughness. It developed strength. And then I took that strength and I applied it to my life and it was a beautiful thing. And that's why now in our business coaching retreats, we go to somewhere beautiful. This year, we're going back to Montana in May, and we do three days of business and life coaching. So we, in that coaching, we get clarity. We realize what's keeping us stuck. You know, we work on our mindset. We line out our goals. We eliminate blockers. We do all of that in three days of business and life coaching. But then the kicker is that we then put that stuff into practice and we all go out together on the fourth day and we do a Spartan race together. Because look, you can sit in a room and work on your stuff and be like, oh, I did the work. But when you go out on a Spartan course and you actually put it into practice and now something's hard and you got to get past it like that's where the magic happens is we put it into practice and that's why our unbreakable retreats are just pure magic and they are absolutely life changing because we get out and we put it into physical practice in a spartan race i want to tell you a quick story so at one of our last unbreakable retreats which was magic we did it in vermont And, um, we had one member of the group who was lovely. She was absolutely lovely. She went through the coaching. She was getting all these insights, all this great information. She was so super happy. And then it came time to do the Spartan race. And she was the only member of the group who opted out of the Spartan race. And look at a retreat, I I can't force you, I encourage you. I can't force you, but ultimately this is a safe space that I want to create for people to come in and do this work. It's it's safe. And so she came up with a perfectly good reason of why she wasn't going to do the Spartan race and she said, you know, in my life and she had she did, she had a lot of very deep trauma. I've had all these things happen and so now I feel like I'm in a place or I should support other people. And so I don't need to go through the Spartan race. What I need to do is I need to support everybody else. Like, okay, fine. If that's really where you're at, fine. Okay, I knew it was bullshit, but that's okay. She had had so much healing and growth during the retreat. I wasn't gonna push it. There is timing and there it is about ultimately creating a safe space. So the whole group supported her in actually not doing the Spartan Race. So the group went out, we did the Spartan, it was hard. And every member of that group who has since done that Spartan Race has come out and they have made amazing strides and amazing progress in their business. And they are so much happier and better for it. And they they literally are just like still glowing. They're still in the text group. They're still saying amazing things about you know how great that experience was. the person who opted out of the race with a perfectly legitimate and and reason that she had created, she actually came back. She attacked later after the retreat, um, you know, a few weeks later, she attacked one of the other members of the group, said some very unpleasant things that she should not have said. I actually had to call her out on it a little bit. And guess what? she has gone nowhere in her business and she has not made any strides and she is is probably not going to in her life, which is super, super sad because she throws up these walls and she makes these justifications and she's not actually willing to go in there and do that work. And it's not a surprise to me that the only person who you know made a reason to get out of doing that hard thing is the person who is still floundering in their business and going, going nowhere in their business. So this is what I mean, you guys, by we've got to get in there and we've got to do some of these hard things. And it's about our healing and taking back our power. And if you're you know, part of our community and you want to go out on a Spartan course and do something hard, I promise you that it will change your life. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go out there and be perfect. I am never perfect, but I am out there trying because it's about me. It's about my personal growth. It's about who I am. And if I wanna be in this world and I wanna help other people, I've gotta do this work on myself first so that I can get out there and I can help other people too. So I know that was a long show. I'm just sitting here riffing you guys and I hope that you're getting some amazing takeaways from it. I hope you're hearing what you need to hear So in summary, the five ways, five reasons why you suck at being happy is that you're giving away your power. So when you're chasing your goals, stop chasing them. Take back your power. You can be happy right now today with everything that you actually have in your life. And you can start that process right now by practicing gratitude. So number one, take back your power bring it internal, stop chasing all this external, thinking it's going to fix everything. Two, practice gratitude, be grateful for what you already have. And then from that place of abundance, expand it. I'm not saying don't have goals, absolutely have goals, but set your goals from a place of abundance, right? Expand what you already have stop being a victim. Anytime you think that you do not have the power to control something in your life, and I'm not talking about controlling other people, I'm talking about having your own personal power to change your reality. Anytime you think that you are stuck and poor me and all that crap, that's all victim mindset. So stop Being a victim, okay? You absolutely have control over your own reality. And even if bad things happen, they don't have to break you. They can, in fact, make you stronger. When you start to stop being a victim, it means that when your pain gets hit, we have to heal it, okay? Stop using all these unhealthy coping mechanisms. If you're drinking, you're drugging, you're out having sex, you're shopping, you're doing all these things to avoid the pain that you're feeling, stop. Start using some of the tools that we've discussed on this show. Uh, We have plenty of other tools in coaching, so you can always come and reach out and work with us in coaching because we would love to help you heal your crap. We would love it, okay? And we start to go at it and you start to heal your stuff, all right? Heal that pain. You're going to find that the happiness is there. And number five, be willing to do the hard work. Be willing to go through it and do the hard thing that it's already probably in your heart. You know what you need to do. Be willing to do it. Sometimes it's hard to do it alone. So get the help that you need. Get a therapist. Get a coach. Get a mentor. Get some professional in your life that you're like, hey, I really need help with this. I'm willing to be held accountable. I'm ready to do that hard work. Please hold my hand through it. It's There's no shame in that but just help me get through that hard work. This is what we help our clients do in our 90-Day Breakthrough Challenge. We run this every quarter, is we go deep on what is stopping them and together with a private accountability coach and working with me and in our content, we get into this stuff and I teach you how to get in there and do the hard work and heal it. And that, this is why we get such a great breakthrough in 90 days is because we face this stuff head on. And what do people experience? Well, they find that... oh my gosh, I'm a much happier person just automatically because we have not avoided these things. We have faced them head on. Okay, that's it, you guys. I want. I hope you take something from this. At, at, at any point in this process, wherever you're at, it doesn't matter. All five of these things will actually help you be a whole lot happier if you take them to heart and you put them into practice today. And that is my wish for you, is that you take something from this, you put it into practice, and you stop sucking at being happy. All right, get out there, you guys, and have a happy, productive day. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at JenniferDawnCoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. The She Leads Podcast Network.